Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to another new episode of the Save Room Podcast with myself, Jason. We're going skipping formalities because I'm just going to dive right into it. So yesterday morning, I received word from my cousin and my sister telling me that Taylor Hawkins of the band Foo Fighters passed away. And I got this news literally the day after they released their new album under the name Dream Widow, which was done for the movie Studio 666. And... You know, this is a this is an album that was very outside of what all of us are used to because they were like a grungy kind of hard rock band, and then they come out of nowhere with this heavy, heavy album with elements of thrash and fucking doom metal, like and everything else in between. But we are going to take our focus away from that album, and we're going to talk about the impact that such a loss has had on fans and people across the world and even the effect that it's after having on the band Foo Fighters that is um when I woke up to this news and I saw it I was just like what now I was still half asleep And then I read it again properly. And then I went back into different fucking sites. I just typed in the name Taylor Hawkins. TMZ said it. RTE said it. Excuse me. They they said it. Fucking Metal Injection said it. Rock Sound. You name it. They said it. That he had passed away. The cause of death at the time was unknown, but they had also said that he'd been complaining with chest pains and stuff like that. And they were waiting for a toxicology report to come back, and... Yeah, that was pretty much it then. I haven't I haven't heard anything else just yet. So if there's anybody out there that listens to this and you have links to any word about the toxicology report or anything that came back after... Send it to me on Messenger and I'll be able to read into it. Because I'm trying to not spend so much time on Facebook anymore. It's a hazardous fucking thing. Especially for the old head. Um, Yeah, it's just... It's weird. This one's really, really weird. Like, I... I don't even know what to say because how long have... How long have they been around? They've been around since the 90s, I know that. But how far back in the 90s is the thing? That, no, I genuinely don't know. Because I only start, I only started getting into them around 2005, but I never really done much research on them. I just loved their fucking music. Um, yeah, it's... Like then I looked on social media again and I seen the outpour of people that were sharing everything and like it's what you'd expect when someone like that dies, someone that you grew like I didn't start listening to Foo Fighters till I was seventeen now to be honest, but now I'm thirty four now. So that was two thousand and five and I think that was when In Your Honor came out. But
heavy fucking loss. Heavy loss. Because like, as I said before, Foo Fighters were a very established band. And they've been doing their thing for years. It's just, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to kind of process. It's a lot to try and kind of process. It's a lot to just like say to yourself, holy shit, this dude is dead. And I'd say for a lot of people that looked up to Taylor Hawkins as a musician are just kind of like, fuck. And you can feel that sadness emanating from those people. You can feel, and you can feel the anguish from a lot of the fans. But I'd say the people that are going to feel it the most are the people that were very close to him. His friends, his family, the band, and Dave Grohl, who was his best friend. And Dave is no stranger to loss. I mean, look at Kurt Cobain when he was when he was, when he himself was playing drums for Nirvana. Um. Someone made a point saying that everyone seems to like I don't like how do I say I'll just look I won't say it because there's no way there's no decent way to say it so I'll just leave it. But as I said before, Dave is no stranger to this to loss at all because of Kurt and then there's uh, uh Taylor I think Lemmy as well I think him and Lemmy were friends. <laughs> Well, I'd say, yeah, that said they were because they were in a project together called Probot, and I think it was actually set up by Dave Grohl. I could be wrong, but that but that record exists, and I'm going to find it. I might actually listen to that later. Um, heavy stuff, man. Like I don't think there's any other way to get over it. There's no other way to kind of say. They're like, what what do you say in a moment like this? What 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 do you even think? What do you say? It's like, no, what can you say? And I think what you can really say is nothing. You're you're too devastated to even fucking speak. Um But yeah, like and Taylor played some fucking serious fucking drums. And he was fucking class at what he did i mean the pretender what a track um the best of you which is like possibly foo fighters one of highly regarded songs from 2005 everyone plays it two seconds i do apologize i'm actually pretty tired but yeah Um, what other songs was there? There was Learn to Fly. Um, there was... No, it wasn't Heavy Drums. No, this song was acoustic. It was from a, a, an acoustic piece that they did. The song was called On the Mend. And believe it or not, Dave Grohl wrote that song about Taylor because I think... Although, no, we won't go too in-depth into that. But... Yeah, the song was actually written for Taylor Hawkins. And it's actually a really nice song. It's really, really good. I actually enjoy that. And. Yeah. 
What other songs was there? The Wheels. Well, not The Wheels. It was just called Wheels. Walk was another amazing song. Breakout. Um, Wheels is a good song. Like, not even not even that it's suggested by the name alone, but like it sounds like a song that you that you'd go driving with a couple of friends to and just enjoy that particular moment in life because you're with your friends and you're listening to that. But yeah, poor fucking Dave though. Um, sorry for all the pauses everybody as I said before it kind of gets awkward when you're recording an episode from home because you've nobody else to talk to on the other side I'm I'm literally just talking to myself and all you're doing is listening but yeah just it's a fucking travesty man Like, and they were still on tour. Still on tour, like, and that happened. The record came out the day before the word came out that he died. I was actually sitting with two friends in Mickey Martins, uh, Jack Clossy and Brian Russo. I lo- I said it to Jack first. I said, look, listen to this. And he was like, yeah, it's not my thing. And I was like, fair enough, but guess who it is? And he was like, I don't know. I told him Foo Fighters. He's like, no fucking way. Then I showed it to Brian. They're like, what? I was actually really surprised myself because I didn't think Foo Fighters had it in them to go that heavy. Joe, on a on a record where they had gone under a different name for a movie. And it was very thrashy, very doomy, and like the drums on that were fucking class. Taylor Taylor knew how to not even just to keep up because obviously it's your job in a band to keep up with the rest of the musicians that are there. But he just went for it. He really went for it. And but like he always gave a stellar performance. Live shows, studio studio work. Every album that they were on where he played every album that he played drums on. All of them, because I don't think he ever had to step back. But the way he played drums spoke for itself. And he was fucking amazing. And he always gave a 10 out of 10 fucking performance. He gave he gave everything to what he did. And that's what passion is. That's what writing music is all about. It's about the passion for what you do. And, the, and if you love what you do, you never have to worry about anything else. And you're in a band full of people that love you, that care about you. You can bounce ideas off each other. But I don't think that... I don't know. I don't even think there's any more I can say about this except that this is devastating to a lot of people. It's devastating to myself. Like, and the reason I I started listening to Foo Fighters at the age of 17 was because, Joe, I had been properly getting into rock and metal around the time. I was still listening to new metal, moderate fucking metalcore here and there and a few hard rock bands. 
tiny bit of emo. I don't say that a lot, but a tiny bit of emo. Um. Yeah. Terrible fucking thing to have to talk about, but it's better to talk about it. Because this was a musician that a lot of people looked up to and a lot of people cared about and a lot of people loved. <sighs> and I, do you know what? I feel sorry for all those people. I feel really bad for them. Because of the the lifelong experiences they have with him, the, the good things that they did with him, the every little memory that they have with him. Well, not even little memories, but big memories too, you know? And that's the part that a lot of people are going to remember. Were the, were the great times, you know? And just, just to remember him as he was. And I know that it's going to be. I know that it's going to be hard for the fans and the friend and the friends and the and the guys in the band too. And poor fucking Dave again because Dave and Taylor were best friends. So I really do feel bad. So I'm going to end the episode here, guys. Um, This episode is dedicated to the memory of Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters. And it is also dedicated to his fans, his friends, his family and the guys in the band. And it's also dedicated to Dave Grohl, who... I'm sure is feeling the heaviness of this loss. And I hope that. I hope that. There, I hope that you're all going to be okay. Anyway guys. I'm going to go. Stay loving. Stay safe. Peace out. And protect your mental health. Yourselves. And each other.